0: I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial seaplane pilot and flight instructor.
1: And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot.
0: And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial.
1: So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another great and amazing episode of the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're actually going to talk about what is on my agenda for tomorrow. As you know, my icon has been broken this entire year. Like the whole year, it's been broken. I like talking about it when it's not broken, and I try really not to talk about it when it is broken. So, Carson, do you remember any of the things that were wrong with it?
1: I remember there was something wrong inside the wing with the flaps, right? The glue was coming unstuck. Was that? Is that-
0: unstuck is an understatement. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> falling apart catastrophic flap failure yeah it had a, like, i don't
0: yeah that's what we'll call that catastrophic flap failure <laughs> it uh the the flaps became debonded like the mechanism that attaches to the wing spar became debonded from the flaps it was ridiculous like i don't even know how that happens so that was covered under warranty and then i got the plane back for a couple months and then oh the parachute had to be replaced and i dropped that off in august It's December right now. Yeah. I dropped it off the third week or second week of August, right after we got back from Oshkosh and they were supposed to have it for two or three weeks. And they were like, oh, we found a couple other things. And then they'd work on that. And then they'd find a couple other things. Oh, we worked on that. Oh, we'd find a couple other things. And then they told me the warranty work done by one of their repair stations wasn't done correctly. It's like, wow, this has been a crazy nightmare. (laughs) So as much as I love the airplane, like it just has not been my favorite plane this year, but it's finally ready. They let me know last week. The plane is ready and I don't know how much it's going to cost me yet, but I'm sure it's a lot, but the plane is ready. So I am ready to go pick it up while it was there, like three or four service bulletins came out and they fixed all those too. So I was like, you've already have it there. You might as well fix all of these while you got it. Like, then I'm just going to have to take it apart and put it down again when it gets over here. So I am very excited. I have a flight at like 5am tomorrow out of LAX to go up to Sacramento and I will be in Sacramento, I think 741 AM flying Southwest, by the way, Southwest is a great cadet program. FYI, everybody should check it out. The D225 program outside of that, I'm going up there and I'm going to get in an Uber and I'm going to drive to Vacaville. And once I get to Vacaville, I'm going to go over that airplane and weather willing, I'm going to fly at home and hopefully go play around in Vacaville. And what's that I don't know the name of the lake right now, but I'm going to go play around on their lake right there that Icon does all their testing at. Oh, Lake Berryessa is the name of it. So I'm hoping I get to do that. But of course, like I booked this trip, I don't know, a week and a half ago, and it's been sunny skies the whole time. And guess what? 85% chance of rain tomorrow.
1: That's how aviation goes. When thinks going to happen, it's not. And it's why you plan backups. But flying upstate is is pretty difficult to to plan a backup for. Maybe you can have an experienced pilot like Kevin fly back with you.
0: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if it was if it was IFR rated, like we could fly at IFR. That's one thing the FAA needs to kind of get a grasp on. They need to let light sports fly IFR. I mean, they have the same, a lot of them have even better equipment than certified airplanes. They should be able to fly IFR, and I get it. They're lighter, they're probably a little easier to break in a cloud, they're not as durable, but hey, we should be able to fly IFR with a with a light sport. But unfortunately, as of today, we cannot. And even if we could, the Icon does not have the gauges and capability to even do so, even train to do IFR flight in. So that's definitely not even a possibility, but hopefully one day it will be. So with all that being said, my game plan is to fly that home tomorrow. But... If it's rainy, I'm still fly, but if it is low clouds and low visibility and it's IFR or marginal VFR or something like that, then I have a game plan and my game plan is terrible. Actually, I'm not very happy with it. My game plan is to bring two sets of overnight clothes and my laptop so I can work tomorrow and the next day. And possibly there's a couple, there's like a B, C, and D version of me to get this airplane. So I now have a hangar in Long Beach because I live near Long Beach Airport. I now am badged. I made sure I got badged before just so I can not have my hangar mate meet me there. By the way, thank you, RJ, for making that so easy. I got all that done. If you listen to this podcast also, besides that, so I'm going to go up there. I'm going to try to bring home the plane. If I cannot bring the home, the plane in the middle of the day, I'm going to look at the weather at night and possibly fly at night on my way home. And if I can't do that then I'm staying overnight tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. But there's like a 50% chance of rain the following day around the middle of the day again. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to leave then either. So worst case, not even worst case, but the next case, the plan C or D is leave Thursday night. And if that doesn't work, Friday looks crystal clear all the way down the coast. And I would just have to fly home Friday in the morning. But the problem is, Carson, I already have a bunch of meetings set up for Thursday and Friday, so I'd have to make like four stops. I'd fly for like 45 minutes, land at an airport, do a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting, and then take off again. So I don't know what I'm going to do. This sounds like a bonkers idea. Do you think I should just like cancel my Southwest flight tomorrow?
1: No, I'd like to see how this turns out, actually. Um, I don't have a stake in it, so...
0: by the way, everybody, this is one of our impromptu episodes talking about like what real world flying is like. And this is legitimately difficult decision to make. And you are going to face this decision as well. Like, should I go or should I not? And my answer is I'm willing to go because I'm willing to stay there for a couple of nights. And I have a really good support system to watch my son. My parents will come to my house and bring my son to school. And same with my little sister, Ashley. She, she helps out a lot. And I'm very thankful for all of them because if I didn't have them, I would be getting on another Southwest flight just to make it home so I can pick them up from school. But some of us don't have that same support system. Some of us have to make the decision to either leave the plane or not. And I'll tell you this, if I don't get the airplane in the next three days, airplane's going to have to stay up in Vacaville for uh, probably a month because my entire rest of December is fully booked up. I would have to go there. I think I've got one day open and that's like the 23rd of this month. And I don't even know if that day would work. It might be like the first week of January, but then that deals with Carson's birthday. And like, I don't know, that might derail it as well. Like, I don't know what I would do, Carson.
1: Well, that's the thing. You removed all the possibilities of get there You know, you have your meetings, which is a pain, but you have someone to watch Austin. You have someone to take care of the plane when it's up there. And you, you have airports you can stop at to take your meetings. You have a plan to pack overnight clothes and bring your laptop and work. So you're able to eliminate get there and, and remove all instances of it, which is huge. And people that don't have that option, don't take the flight. You know, don't take the flight if you're not able to, to get rid of get there It's a hazardous attitude, something that's super dangerous, put you in terrible situations, And don't take that flight if you're not willing to take that risk of something might go wrong, I might have to stay, might have to leave the plane and fly back. So if you're not willing or capable of doing that, then that flight's not meant for you. It's not going to work out. That's where I stand on.
0: Yeah. And if you rent an airplane and that happens, and you leave an airplane somewhere, obviously, if the plane's broken, then whoever rented you the airplane, it should be their responsibility to get the plane back. But some schools are not that nice, or especially if it's like a flying club or, or something where you share ownership of it, it still might be your responsibility. And you might have people, you might have a plane partner, you might have a flying club, you might have the flight school, you might have somebody telling you, I need this plane back. It's crystal clear weather over here, you're screwing up my business. There's all sorts of things that can happen. So if you are flying it from a flight school, I would highly suggest you get rental insurance, because there's a possibility that you might need that to cover any loss of use for certain reasons. I don't know if this particular reason would cover it or not, but I would definitely get that for sure.
1: Well, not just the rental insurance, if you have a responsibility to get that plane back, which Brandon, aside from taking up some hangar space, it's not urgent that you get the plane back. You know, If you don't get it until the first week of January, you're missing out on the opportunity to fly it a couple days in December. It's not life or death. No one's making money off of it. Except the mechanic that sounds like took you for a ride.
0: No big time. <laughs> a couple of rides. That's what mechanics do. Right, Rich? <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Rich Rich actually does really, really good at Kavu. And he tries to save people money whenever he can. If it's not an airworthiness issue, then he might kind of defer it. But if it is an airworthiness issue, it's obviously taken care of. And I actually told Icon that I wanted to fix all the little problems that it had, like cosmetic stuff even. So it's a little bit my fault because I was like no I want this fixed. I wanted these these service bulletins fixed before it even got to a point that it needed to get fixed. And I didn't want to have to put the plane down for maintenance again in 2 months. So now granted I think it needs I need to check the the logbooks, but I think it needs an annual again in like February. So I'm going to get like 2 months out of it and it's going to be done. So it's either February or March. I'm going to double check, but I'm, I think it's March, but I'm going to look before I fly it past February. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm questioning it, I'm going to look at it as soon as I get to Vacaville and I'm going to put it in my calendar. Because if I don't calendar it, Carson, what happens?
1: You're not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You're going to forget about it. Something's going to happen. Exactly. But yeah, you don't have a stake in getting it back urgently. But if you're a pilot and you do have a responsibility to get that plane back, I rented a plane from a flight school and I got stuck in Bakersfield. It was it was IFR down here in SoCal. I couldn't make it past past the mountains. So I had to come up with a creative solution. I had to get someone to come pick me up from Bakersfield, drive me home, and come back with an IFR rated pilot the next day, and he had to fly it. I mean, there's creative solutions. If Brand needed to get this plane home, he would have to hire someone to fly it home. I mean, find someone that's that's single engine seaplane pilot, or yeah, you know, hire Kevin to do it.
0: Honestly, if I'm not able to to get it this week, if just like. My A B C D E and F plan like goes out the window, and I just can't get it done. I'm actually going to hire somebody, one of the Icon salespeople, or or maybe even Kevin, and I'll hire somebody just to ferry it down for me. That way, it's not up there anymore, and I don't have to deal with it. The only reason why I wanted to go do it in particular is because I want to go fly it. <laughs> I want to go enjoy the airplane. You've been missing it for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I miss I miss flying it this year, right? So I wanted to be able to the one to do it. But honestly, I don't really have the time to go do it. I just I forced myself to make time to go get this airplane. I mean, I'm moving to Florida this year, all sorts of things. So there's a lot of things happening. So by the way, if anybody's in Tampa area, let me know. I'm still going to keep an airplane out here. I don't know when I'll move the airplane to Florida. Hopefully I close my house like tomorrow. Like that's been on the day of the icon flight should be the day I close escrow. Let's cross my fingers. (laughs) Uh, So it should be a really great day. I pick up an airplane and a house in one day. So we'll see what happens.
1: Wait, so if you're moving, does that mean I'm able to move too? I'd like to get out of California.
0: There's a lot of us who like to get out of California and I happen to be one of them.
1: Yeah, somewhere in Tennessee, that'd be nice.
0: Oh, Tennessee is nice. I like Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is the only 10 I see. Mm-hmm. And they have no state taxes, which is also fantastic. I'm pretty sure of that. I know Arizona doesn't. No, I don't. I'm not positive of that either. You know what? Scratch everything I just said. All I know, Florida doesn't have state taxes and I'm a real big fan of that. So I don't know about any other, any other states, but I know there's other ones that don't either and I'm going to stick with my Florida one. So I like that one. <laughs> It's perfect for you,
1: but you want to bring the icon over there. Is that what you want to
0: do? I do want to bring it over there.
1: You want to fly to California and have fun with that? That's going to be...
0: No, I do not want to do that again. I flew it from Florida, from Tampa area to California. I know you did. Against the wind. Actually, it wouldn't be so bad going with the wind going that direction. I don't know. I might do it just, just because I want to fly the hours on it. Or I might have somebody fly it to Dallas. That way I can do it in one day instead of like three. And then I'll fly it from like Dallas area to to Tampa. I think that would be a blast. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that's kind of on my radar to move that eventually, but it's not a high priority for me. That's for sure.
1: You'll have good luck with weather, clearly.
0: Obviously. And transporting airplanes across the U.S. in the winter is not usually the smartest idea. Typically probably do that in the spring or summer. (laughs) But I hope everyone got something out of this. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because unexpected situations happen. Your airplane can be down for maintenance for almost an entire year. <laughs> Mine was like in and out of maintenance for the past, I don't know, since I had the annual done, like I think February, I flew it for like a month and then the flap broke. And then I tried to find somebody to fix it and I got it fixed and one thing led to another. So I'm a big fan of just getting things done the right way and not being in a big hurry. As much as I got irritated that the plane wasn't done yet, I'd rather it be done right than be done unsafe. And I'd rather wait to pick the airplane up rather than force myself to go pick it up. And like Carson said, there's other options. Like I have my A through F option, or whatever it is, and there is a, a an option past that, and that is hire somebody to fly it for me. That was not my first option for a bunch of reasons, but it is an option, and I might do that if this this fails. And I'll have somebody do that, and I'll I'll go meet them at the airport, or I'll ask my hangar mate to go meet them at the airport, and and we'll get the airplane in there, right? And we'll just we'll just do that. So thank you everybody for listening today. I hope you got a lot out of this. And I will have a recap on this flight, and we'll talk about how this went. And one of two things is going to happen. One, I will have an airplane. Or two, I will be telling you guys how I'm hiring someone to fly an airplane out here.
1: And the topic for that day will be finding ferry pilots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finding ferry pilots that fly an airplane that only has 202 units ever built. I think that would be a fun one to do.
1: (laughs) Well, Murphy's Law is pretty prominent in aviation. You know, whatever you expect is going to happen, probably won't happen. So... That's why you have backup plans to take just all that stress out of it. I do. The last thing you want to do is be about flying.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, well, if everybody wants to ever get a hold of us, as you know, you can reach us out on our emails, Brandon at aviationmentors.com or for Carson, it's Carson at aviationmentors.com.
1: And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.
0: See ya.